0: Him. it's pretty cool even even with the loss it must be nice to get back and watch hockey so we'll talk yeah. about that
1: yeah for sure you're getting me you're getting me fresh off of that that experience so <laughs>
0: it's an experience no doubt yes uh here we are game six we don't have Carly tonight but we have a special guest uh, caitlin atkinson is joining us and caitlin where did you just come from
1: just got back from game six at the stadium. Uh,
2: how's the tone in that place? Ouch.
1: It was, um, there were a lot of Habs fans. Uh, I like definitely a majority, but there was a pretty good Leafs presence. I, I think you kind of get drowned out when there's so few people even, if that makes sense. Yeah, in um, a big space too. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I, if, i were to make an observation i would say looked like more least fans in the lower bowl than the upper but that's just anecdotal i have no way to support that <laughs> Fair. Yeah, it's
2: pretty pretty crazy experience like you're like one of the first canadians to go back to live sports
1: yeah Game and, and that's Makes it's sense. such a surreal feeling it's uh just so intense without having anyone there to the broadcast and all of that. So it was a ton of fun. Glad I did it.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. You live in Montreal, hey?
1: I do. I went to school here and I I just graduated, so I'm still here.
0: Oh well done. there you have it, folks. Yeah. got uh, Chad's got a beer to drink. Let's run the Let's run the intro. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get out her. Yeah. her. I got my beer. All right, guys, uh, I guess this is episode 20 of the Deke Snipe Silly podcast uh, with your host, uh, Chad Newman, and myself, Ryan Gates. Again, as you heard earlier, we're welcoming Caitlin Atkinson to the show. She's uh, fresh out of the stadium. I don't feel nearly as bad now getting her. off my couch and walking all the way to my computer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, obviously, uh, I don't need to tell our viewers what the score was, uh, but it was an overtime goal. Um. For me, the game was over like halfway through the third period. I was like, well, this is done. We're, 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 our goose is cooked. Did, did, you, did you get that impression at the stadium as well? Was, it, was there a lot of life around the, around the, with the Habs fans being I mean, up two to nothing? I mean, it had to, be, had to be pretty intense.
1: Yeah, I think there was definitely a sentiment that they were done and they weren't coming back. But once uh, Spezza got that first goal, things did start to shift i think there was a real shift in tone in the stadium the life kind of su- came out of the building a little bit and then with brody's goal it was i think it was tj brody i haven't checked yep. the box score but it um, was, yeah. yeah the life really did come out of the building with that second goal and especially the way they played in overtime yeah right
2: yeah it's too bad and i even said like you know, everyone on their Facebook page was like going crazy and saying, everything's done, game seven, stupid, stupid. I was like, you know, they still always have this last 10 minutes of, oh, shit, we're losing. You know, it's right there. We're about to lose. And they'll push back and usually pull the goalie. And I'm glad they didn't tonight because that's enough emotion. I mean, that's, <coughs> you know, I'm watching them with my wife and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm trying my best not to absolutely explode off my couch right now. And just,
0: I'm ha- I'm having a hard time being excited. I, I, I truly feel bad for both teams' fan bases because both of these teams so wholeheartedly, undeniably, to their core, suck. Like, they're so bad. Like, there's no reason in the lead. I mean, these last two games, the Leafs haven't bothered to play the first two periods. They just didn't bother to play. And then somehow the other team gets up, two goals, nothing, three goals, nothing. And then that team somehow manages to squander said lead in the third period. I mean, both teams are just bad. Now, the Leafs have been a little bit more bad than the Habs, obviously, just a little bit, one goal worse at the wrong time. But man, I feel bad for both fan bases because yeah. Okay. We're going to game seven. Woohoo. If you're a Habs fan, but you can't look at that as a a fan and be happy with what your team did. You got to happy with the outcome, very happy with the outcome. But my Lord, I mean, i i don't see anything to be excited about if you're a habs fan unless you unless you're a carrie price fan that's it you know i don't know <sighs> chad any takeaways from the first two periods like things that stood out to you that, that were like yuck
2: that's uh, just again they just top the leaves coming into the zone and not giving up any real quality chances they just do a really good job of that and the Leafs just keep trying the exact same thing so the habs just keep doing the exact same thing and it's just a piss and match then of uh, who's going to break down first. That mm. it wasn't Carey Price. I, I mean, how would actually? I should ask Caitlin. Like, at what point did they actually go crazy every time Carey Price like made a glove save? It was just one after another, after another, after another.
1: Yeah, and overtime, the energy around Price was electric. Like, there, he, no doubt, he was the best player on the ice for both teams, and. Mm. I think people recognize that, and you know, Hobbs fans will be quick to tell you that Carey Price is best goalie in the league, and he's playing like it right now.
0: Oh yeah, Yeah. he's he's quality at the moment. I'm wondering at at what point or is it okay to say as a Leafs fan that Marner Matthews have failed us? That's what I'm wondering because I'm mad. Like I'm mad about the whole Matthews Marner thing. Like I, I. I'm so happy with the season they both put together. I'm really cool. That was the Rocker Richard. That's really cool and, and all that good stuff. But, like, there's been nothing. Matthew's had a goal. There's been a couple of assists tossed around. We're six games into this now. Like, the six games done, you know? Like, well, at what point are we – is it okay now to say that they failed us or do we wait till we lose game seven then? Or do we let them win game seven and then forget about this first-round nightmare? I just don't know where to go with it, to be honest.
2: Would you Would you go back for game seven, Caitlin, given the chance?
1: Um, given the chance, there's no way I could afford a second, second <laughs> no. game like that. But, um, no, I, you know what, honestly, there's a level of stress that comes with that. And I don't think I, I'm going to be equipped to handle that live and completely sober on Monday.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's how I'm feeling here, even at home. But uh, I don't know about the Matthews and Mariner thing. It's I don't know. Gretzky was about twenty three when he got his first. Stevie Y, unfortunately, was thirty two, and he was a star for a long time. You know, I just we all just don't want it to take that long. We waited long enough. We spent enough money. Yeah, enough heartbreaks.
1: And I think even we're not even looking for the cup right now. It's it's just went around. And I think, you know, everyone's kind of waited long enough game. for that. Yeah.
0: I don't care if they get swept in the next round. I, I, I honest to goodness do not care. If they go into the next round against the Jets, and Connor Hellebuck carries prices them and stands on his head. I do not care. No. I just need them to win one more game. That's it. And I just, just find that their instinct. I just don't get know it. if they can do it. Like they played really well in overtime. They played really well. I yeah. mean it was very lopsided and i'll think myself okay this is good this is good just keep going something will bounce something will uh-huh. something weird will happen that's because that's how it was going to happen something weird was going to happen right it's going to be a deflection somewhere yeah Somebody was going to cough up a puck because their defensemen were super tired they had to be they're all over 30 minutes uh, on, on the game at that point there were only four of them
2: yeah so. i said the that sit next to me i was like all right now here comes the habs turning it around and jack campbell's cold because he hasn't faced a shot in forever mm-hmm. It's all on one side. Just carry Price, carry Price, and carry Price.
1: It's frustrating to watch a team with so much skill and you know how they can play when they're at their best. And then you see the first two periods and you know that the outcome of this game would have been entirely different had they shown up at 7.30. And they did.
2: Absolutely, Yeah, find it. Find that killer instinct. Go out there and take it and bury it. And it's... Uh...
0: If they uh, listen, I, I firmly believe if they could have scored a goal, one goal in the first two periods, Jack Campbell could have put up a shutout. He would have got a little bit busier, defense would have kicked in. We've been out defensing this team. Our defensive structure has been um, excellent for most of the, for most of this series. Uh, a few little lapses here. Sandine got got left holding the stick there last game, and a lot made of it. Which whatever. I mean, Dermot uh, was on the last goal. In yeah, time. It is what it is. That stuff is going to happen. But for the most part, the Leafs have been a better defensive team. And I really think if our high-powered offense that the rest of the league is drooling over could have put one goal in in the first two periods, we'd have won that game. But here we are talking about what went wrong. Um, One thing that that I took away from the first two periods, it was almost like the boys were skating in quicksand. Like it was like, I just, I mean, I didn't get any of that playoff intensity. There was no... No one was pumping their legs. No one was really going except for Jason Spezza, which I was like, he made a couple, he broke in over the, over the blue line a couple of times. I'm like, who is he? Like how, like he was skating faster than, I know you're a Spezza fan, Caitlin. So I always thought I was the biggest Jason Spezza fan until I met somebody whose Twitter name is Jason Spezza's number one fan. <laughs> so, um, no, no way. welcome to I'm the fine, show I'm- in that regard, but, uh, no, I've been, I've been pumping hard on Spezza for a while now, and, and I really love him. And I, I looked at, after the third period, I looked at his time on ice. and I was like, you got to be kidding me. At, at the end of the third period, he was just over 10 minutes of ice time in the game. And he was by far, I'm not going to say he was the best player for the Leafs, that, that would be a, a tall order. But he was right there. You know, he was no, right there. He was He was winning puck battles. He was skating. He was creating chances. And he had 10 minutes. Like, yeah. I know you're saving the guy or whatever. Like, I don't know if there's some kind of unwritten rule or some kind of doctor's note that comes along with Jason Spencer that says you are not allowed to play him longer than such and such. But the man is only younger than me. He's in his 30s. He, he, still, should, he still should be able to, you know, yeah, yeah. skate around for 15 minutes. He's one of the best players yeah. to ever play the game. I, I just I don't get it. I just don't get it. My, my mind doesn't compute.
2: Yeah. <sighs>
0: Anyway, that's it it's all great now yeah what is it i mean a lot of stuff is going to be made about the uh the goal challenge which i had no issue with the challenge because it only took someone to look at it differently to me i knew it was going to be a good goal but uh, had campbell lunged at all back towards the crease anything at all any any kind of a movement towards to that goal gets called back and we got a tie game still uh, but he didn't and it's obviously a goal um but yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like I said, Spitza, Nylander was the other one. Nylander a lot is going to be made of him taking a penalty late in the game, which turned into a power play goal number. Mitch murder delay. Murder throws it over the glass when he's got. I don't even know why he was lifting it. Then uh, he could have just shot it down the ice like a normal person. Throw it in the corner. And then, I mean, I just I don't I just don't understand no. what what was going through his mind. But uh, a lot's going to get made of that. But. They shouldn't hang too much on Willie because Willie created the first spets of goal he he got into the corners which is one thing that everyone always can criticize him for against the corner threw a body freed up the puck so uh, I thought Willie had a fairly effective game anytime he was on the ice he was noticeable so um, yeah it's a uh, bit soul-crushing but the one big thing out of this game besides the loss we're going to game seven I can't believe we're going to game seven again yeah no. uh, we lost uh, Jake muson to what looks like a groin injury.
2: Definitely look like a groin pop.
0: So I'd love to hear what you guys got to say about the lineup shuffling that's got to happen here now and who draws in, because that's that's a big loss. Well, I was going to ask uh, Caitlin. Uh, we
2: watched on TV. Was there anything that was a glaring um, live? Like, Did anybody look out of place or slow? Or uh, you're saying, okay, somebody needs to be better there?
1: Yeah, I think... There were a few times Bogosian did look slow. I, I know he gets criticized for that a lot, but um, just a few plays where you notice that he was kind of behind it. But, um, I mean, the Dermot play on the game-winning goal seemed yes. to just too fancy. Like, there were simpler ways to make that play and why he didn't allow it to do so, I'm not sure. But... Uh I think I mean plus side to all this is that Riley's been pretty great all series despite being heavily criticized this year. So
0: yeah, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um
2: and I guess uh, I mean Sandine's getting run out of town after last game and now you get Dermot in for him and you know it's the same type of <laughs> level of I guess Dermot has a bit more experience, but Sandine has a bit more skill. Mm-hmm. Who draws in? Because actually well I guess he, they both stay now, I guess, with uh, Bogosian now because I don't think we're going to try old Merv game seven. Oh, are you're we?
0: forgetting. You're forgetting Mr. Uh, Hutton. Dan oh, right. There, right? Yeah. And, I mean, he's more than capable of playing bottom six minutes. But Sandine has played. He has. He has.
2: But they both played with Bogosian, so.
0: Mm.
2: Where's someone's the show?
1: picking up a lot more. Yeah, someone's picking up a ton of minutes next game. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. TJ Brody best move Leafs made in the off season and in, in the offseason season yeah. last year by yeah. a country mile. He's been, he's been amazing outside of his first, what, two games. He had a, he had a couple of bum games and everyone's like, Oh, and he's been amazing ever since 54 games later, whatever was he played um, through this series. I think up until tonight they hadn't scored on, on lease while he was on the ice. I don't even know if that changed tonight, but he's been phenomenal. Plus he popped in a goal to tie it up. So, um, our defense for the first time in forever is not the problem obviously not the problem they've been strong defensively and team defense too the forwards have been back checking they've been winning puck battles they've been finishing yeah. the checks to a point. unless
2: you look at the sandine gas and the Dermot thing tonight i mean that's the just this, They're both been doing more good than bad it's just the bad thing he did cost big time
0: like i agree i think i think they've been on this the, the, the fans have been unnecessarily hard on rasmus sandin um yeah because i think like i said since he come i, I would have liked to and like i said this earlier today i said i would have liked to, for them to skate seven defenseman before tonight's game uh having sandin as the extra guy run him on the power play give him an odd shift uh to ease the workload and then that frees up uh your your four center spot for giving an ask to matthews William you neil and time and that's what i would have done um I also would have changed the power play to what they did uh i thought that was a great move on keith's behalf you know getting Willie up on the number one unit time is is, it's well past due for that i still don't understand what jumbo joe was doing out there i have no idea if someone can please tell me what joe's job is on the the power play i'd like to know because if it's to get in front of the net and and screen for a shot he should probably move from the side of the net to the front of the net so i don't really know what Joe Thornton was doing, there. and I like I like Joe, I always have, but I just don't understand why Hyman's so, not there. Bad I say Hyman. His, you know? Yep. I don't know, man.
2: I guess we're all left with questions. I don't know.
0: So, Caitlin, for you, what's the most concerning? The con- what's the most concerning aspect of the Leafs' game? Uh, not just from this game, but just throughout the series. What's, what's been the most troublesome thing from your perspective that you've seen?
1: Honestly, I think it's, it's got to be that top line not going. And I, yeah. I think, you know, we kind of talked earlier about when do, you, when do you start talking about that and when do you start feeling like they're disappointing you? And I think it's totally fair to say that by this point, there should be more because, you know, you're playing without John Tavares and that line's not the problem. That <laughs> That's the, be the sad problem. reality.
0: That line lost, yes. lost our top center and they've been our best line. Yeah, and and no one like the the media. CBC makes a lot of the Philip deno line, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I get I get Deneau as a decent two way center.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, if the Leafs advance past this round, Matthews gonna gonna face a lot better lines than deno Evans, and Gallagher, a lot. Yes. like that's not the reason they're not scoring is because Philip deno is some kind of defensive wizard. You know, I don't know. They lost a yeah. lot of puck draws, too, by by the way, in the first half of this game. And face-offs is probably the most underrated stat in the league, in my opinion. If you're not starting yeah. with the puck, Play you're, us, you're man. starting from behind. So,
2: Yep. <sighs> Again, know. you find yourself chasing the lead. Yeah. That's it. And uh, in all reality, i just think any other goalie in the league, and we're having a different con- conversation tonight. Uh, not even tonight, a couple games ago. It's Kerry it's Price. Uh, I mean, Hellebuck's
0: not gonna play like that. He's not. It's Gary Price, and and and, and to a point the Leafs are handing it to Gary Price too, because our offense should be capable night in, night out, against any team in the league of putting up four goals.
2: Unless you're the best goalie in the
0: world. Mm. Proven. You, even so, man, you still should be able to pop in four, I think. With that with that Parker. offense? I really do think so. I I don't know. I mean, Nick Foligno obviously not playing at 100%. He's not playing at no. 50%, I don't think. he's He was a warm body in the middle out there, which gave us a little bit more depth, but... Yeah, no. I don't
1: know. And I mean, if they're, they can put up two goals in 10 minutes at the end of the third, you play like that, full 60, you do get four goals by Carey Price. Yeah. Pretty easy. Regardless right. of how well he's playing.
2: You're going to get the bounce. Yeah,
0: I agree. I don't know, man. I don't know.
2: Well, said the same words too many times.
0: <laughs> over and over and over and over. All right. Well, uh, I got nothing really else for you. This no. is a quick hit. This is a quick hit uh podcast. I really want to Great talk best. to Caitlin about her experience at the game. She's
2: at the game. Where were you sitting though? Where were you?
1: Way in the back. Way in the back. Yeah. Yeah. But it it was good view. There's not a real bad view in the Bell Center, so
0: it's better in my view. <laughs> <laughs> Dare we ask the question that everyone's wondering? Oh,
2: did
0: you Should trade you your car? What? How much were the tickets?
1: <laughs> the uh, so I had to buy two. Um, I went with a, another lease fan. Um, total for the two was about twenty four hundred.
0: Oh, okay, a lot so worse. Bad. You did okay. Yes. I think.
1: I know, I know. I, I did get them right after Game Five, so I, I was early.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, that's, that's not so bad at all. Well, no, thanks for sharing, because everyone's wondering. <laughs> yeah, I know,
1: I
2: know. just rip the bandaid off. And...
1: <laughs> everyone's asking on Twitter. I'm like, oh, guys, guys let, yeah. me, let me discuss it.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> my parent, my parents are watching. You know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. could have put that into an RRSP. Would have been much better. Yeah, exactly. but okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, that's uh, that's amazing. It's it's, and you know what? The funny thing is, a friend of mine said today, if if seats went on sale in Toronto, for the same same number of people, same game, those numbers are just not even talked about. You're not you're not getting close to Scotiabank yeah. Arena for two grand for a pair of tickets. Not even close. Sure, just regular season prices at some point in the, in the gold section. Yeah, with full capacity, it's, it's right. nuts. Anyway, um, twenty five. I'm glad you got to take in the game. I'm really sorry with the outcome uh but it must have been a great experience nonetheless something you'll never forget i'm sure so chad you got gonna
2: No, man it's uh 25 after one i think it's time to finish the beer and uh sleep on yeah. it
0: well caitlin thanks for popping on um yeah it's cool again sometime nice just to have a regular check these these quick hit podcasts we don't get we don't get into too much other than just initial yeah. reactions and stuff but it'd be great to have you back sometime and uh we do what's called casual uh, Average Joe's episodes where we get just friends of ours on or people who we've met in the past and we just chat lease hockey, and it's uh, it's good fun. So hopefully we can get yeah. you back sometime, do the same thing again.
1: Yeah. Sounds perfect.
0: Great. Well, sounds thanks. To go to Harley we, uh, we really enjoyed having you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Cheers. So guys, uh, if you like what you heard, like what you've seen, um, you can get us of course on www.facebook.com slash Deke snipeselly. You can also get us at Selly on Twitter. We're kind of new to Twitter. We're trying to figure it out, but uh, yeah, that's where you can get us on Twitter. We share all of our stuff there as well. Um, of course, our own webpage at deaksnipeseli.ca And of course, you can listen uh, to our audio version of the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I think we're on TuneIn now, iHeartRadio, a bunch of, other, uh, bunch of other platforms. So yeah, if you're into the yep. audio thing, uh, check out the audio. But uh, yeah, so our main, uh, our main feed, of course, is on YouTube, our YouTube channel features this the video the video podcast that we've recorded so again thanks for tuning in a big shout out to our sponsor which is phg sports sports. and uh, they sell a bunch of uh, high end uh, autograph memorabilia lots of leaf stuff and uh, and other and other sports as well so those guys out and uh make sure uh, you spend your money where uh, where the pros are so again guys hit that subscribe button it's right there have a good night cheers cheers